0: Amen, 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 amen. Uh, you can go and be seated. Go and be seated. Uh, turn with me to Acts chapter number 20. Acts chapter number 20. <clears throat> Acts chapter number 20. If you, if, you don't, uh, if you have your Bible, you're not very familiar with your Bible, that's okay. Uh, just open up into the beginning right there, table of contents, and you'll see your Bibles in two sections, Old Testament, New Testament. Acts is found in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, then the book of Acts. Look right there. Turn over. Mine says seven o three. So let me go on over there. Seven o three. Seven o three. There's the Book of Acts, and then we we'll turn on over to Acts chapter number twenty. Acts chapter number twenty. Uh, if you don't, if you didn't bring your Bible, that's okay. Um, I encourage you to bring your Bible because I think it's important that you see it, you know, for yourself. In print here, you can take this with you, all that kind of stuff. We're going to put up on the screen. That's fine, but um, so you'll be able to look on the screen or look in your Bible. That's fine. Um, before we get into the message, um, how many of y'all have missed the choir? <laughs> me too. Me too. So I missed the choir. Um, I don't know if that's a good. I don't know if the response. Just want just make sure. Do y'all, do y'all like the choir? Okay. All right. Because I was like, I don't need to make a next announcement, Mark. If they're like, yeah, whatever, it don't matter. If we have a choir, great. If we don't, that's fine too. Uh, but we've had a choir um, really since the beginning of Tom Baptist Fairview. We've had a choir, uh, but um, especially the summer, it was just a struggle. It was tough. Um, and, and it got to a point to where, um, not only from the standpoint of what was up here on Sunday morning, but what was committed on Sunday, on, on Sunday afternoon when it came to practices and stuff. And we had to make a very difficult, hard decision that if we can't get people to show up for practice and we really can't get people to be up here, then maybe we don't need to have it at all. Okay. And, and, and that bummed out Mark and, and, and all that kind of stuff. He was crying. It was bad. It was sad to see and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, you, you, you've probably seen him cry a lot of times, Candy. But this is probably the worst I've ever seen. So, um, but, no, I'm just kidding. No, but with all that said, um, we want to bring the choir back, okay? We want to bring the choir back. But there's conditions to bringing the choir back, okay? We've got to have commitment, all right? So here's what we've kind of talked about and all that kind of stuff is in order to make the, make the choir work, we need 15 singers coming to practice every week. 15 okay you're like what what's why why special number 15 that's 10 people in the choir four people up here plus one Okay, uh, and and we know things come up and all that kind of stuff. So even if we say there's ten people up here, somebody gets sick, somebody's on vacation, whatever it may be, that's kind of the number we've got. So we need 15 committed singers every single week. Okay, now choir practice is and and when we are kind of changing this around a little bit, it's 2:30 to 4: 2:30 to 4: We're doing we used to do band practice 2:30 to 3:30 and then 3:30 to 4:30 was was the choir, but we're kind of all bringing it all together. Okay, so 2.30 to 4, so all y'all that were in the choir and you wanted to get done before 4.30 now, you can get done at 4, okay? 2.30 to 4, committed, starting this afternoon for the next three weeks. If we have a committed 15 singers for the next three weeks at choir practice, we'll bring back the choir in September, okay? If we don't, tear, okay? If we don't, we won't, okay? And, and don't take that as a bad thing. It may be just the fact that we can't if we can't support it, Maybe at the size that we are, that's okay, all right? I'm not saying that we'll never have a choir ever again, but it just from the standpoint, in order for this to work, it's got to be more than just four people and like three people behind them. You know, it's just, we need, we need 15 committed singers, okay? So if, if you would like to join the choir, if you've been in the choir, and you want to recommit to the choir, whatever it may be, like, we need you here. It's not going to be based upon, I'm committed. It's going to be based upon, I'm here and committed. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's what's going to be a part. If, and if we don't get that, that's okay. We'll just rock on what we got. And then once we get our numbers to the point to where we can do a choir again, we'll do that. All right. Y'all took that so well. I feel like I've just put like a total damper on the situation. All right. I'm not trying to be that way. All right. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. Um, Lord, for how you're moving and how you're working. Lord, I'm really excited, Lord, about what you're doing. Um, and, Lord, it's, it's, it, even where we are today looks so different than when we started in in just a couple years ago out here but Lord it's a good direction it's an exciting direction it's Lord I believe it's what you've called us to do um, Lord we're about building your kingdom not this kingdom building your kingdom and Lord I just pray Lord God as we talk about today something very important something that needs to be said that's often unsaid in the church Lord God Lord I pray that you would just move in an awesome way in your wonderful name we pray Amen. Amen. So at this point, hopefully, if you're not either looking in your Bible, uh, Acts chapter 20, hopefully you're looking at it up on your screen. So Acts chapter number 20, if you're there, say, I'm there. Okay. Um, Now, go back to my title slide for just a minute. Title of the message is, Before I Go. Before I Go. Now, what we're going to look at here is we're going to look at a section to where um, Paul is talking to a group of people From a particular church and saying, okay, I'm probably not going to see you again, so I need to share some stuff with you before I go, okay? So before I go, he's going to share this. So just to kind of catch you up before we get into chapter and verse number 16, because we got done, we were done in 41, in the last bit of 19 last week. Um, I'll I'll catch you up on what happens in 20. The first part of 20 is there's a lot of traveling going on. He's going from place to place. Paul was a missionary, and so he would go from this place to this place to this place to this place. I think it's a really cool example of what a missionary should be. A missionary should not be just one person that stays in one place, but they're constantly planting churches, they're constantly moving, they're constantly trying to spread the gospel and to move the kingdom forward. Okay, So that's what happens. Uh, Go go into verse 7 through 12. Uh, uh, Paul is preaching in a particular area. He's a little bit of a long-winded Preacher, so you don't just have there's not just one that you know of me. There's multiple long-winded preachers uh, that we've met before. Um, but he preaches so long that there's a there's a young man who falls asleep and he falls down from the third story. Boom. Dead. Um uh he he, he was he's raised to life again, all that kind of stuff. Y'all didn't even know that was in the Bible, okay? All right. So it, don't 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 fall asleep, you may die. Okay, so there you go. Um just in case you're wondering. Uh and then he moves almost through. That was terrible. Was that bad? Was that bad? that Darius, was that bad that I said that? Don't fall asleep. unless you, Okay. All right. So, um, there we go. So, uh, then he goes moving forward again in different places. So, that's where we pick up in uh, uh, verse number 16. So, right there again, let's go to verse number 16. And we're just going to kind of walk through this, point out some things, talk about some things as we go along. So, uh, Acts, uh, Acts 20, verse 16. For Paul had determined to sell by Ephesus... Because he would not spend time in Asia, for he hasted or, or, was, or was quickly doing something, okay, if it were possible for him to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. So um, Paul is on his way back to Jerusalem, and so he doesn't really want to pass through, uh, don't, doesn't want to go directly through Ephesus because he's trying to get to Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost, and so he kind of he, sails by it, okay? Verse 17. And for Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. so uh, Miletus is, is a is a, a town that's close to Ephesus, but not directly in Ephesus. and so there are, there are elders leaders in the, at the church of Ephesus that Paul calls to my, 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 Miletus to talk to them. Okay, Verse 18. and when they had come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day I have came unto Asia." After what manner I have been with you at all seasons. Okay, so I was with you and I've been all seasons. You can say that from the standpoint of seasons, from the standpoint of different seasons and, you know, summer, fall, winter, all that kind of stuff. But seasons from the standpoint of good times and bad times. Verse 19, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations. Now that temptations is not like temptations to sin. That's like temptations mean trials. Okay, so he said, like, look, I've been serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and with many trials, which befell me, okay, by the, by the lying and weight of the Jews. Okay, so he's saying, look, I, I served the Lord. I was humble about it. There were many tears, many trials that go through it. And, and if you've been in any kind of service for the Lord, you know that that's a lot of, there are a lot of sometimes tears and trials that come your way. And how I've kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. So, that, so anything, anything that I felt was, Paul says, anything I felt that was for a benefit to you, to help you, even if it was a hard saying, I, I shared those things to you. If it was profitable to you, if it was helpful for you, I was doing that. But I've showed you and I've taught you publicly and from house to house. So Paul was not just one of those men that got up in the pulpit and said, you know, let me tell you all these great and wonderful things. He got personal with the people. Okay, So he, he was not sharing it just publicly, but from house to house. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. So now we see what, his, what, the, what he was going after to do was that he was going to say, hey, let me, I want to bring people to repentance and I want to bring them to faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. He was sharing the gospel, one of the gospel we forwarded. That's why he went publicly and from house to house. Now I know you feel like I'm going fast. I will slow down in just a minute. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. And so he's in his, and, and let me just help you with that. The Spirit is not capitalized, okay? So that's not technically the Holy Spirit. That's just from the standpoint of, it, of, it, of he felt a strong conviction that he needed to go to Jerusalem, but to go to Jerusalem, he didn't know what that meant for him. Because let's remember what Paul was before he was Paul, he was Saul. He was a persecutor of Christians. He, was, he, was a, he, he wreaked havoc on the church. And so now he's, he's gone in a totally different direction with Jesus. But now the Jews probably have a problem with him because now he's bringing people to Jesus, not so much from the standpoint of bringing people to be Jews. So he doesn't know what's going to happen to him. But that, so, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to go. Save that the Holy Ghost witness, witnesseth in every city, saying that the bonds and afflictions abide me or remain on me. But notice this, verse 24. But none of these things move me, neither count on my my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So whether whether there were tears, whether there were trials, whether there were things that were going to befall him at Jerusalem, negative, bad things, he said, look, none of these things move me. Okay, and, and, and notice this, neither count I, my, count I my life dear unto myself. One of the things I love about Paul, he's, he's a very selfless man. He's about God, not about him, and we'll look at that in just a minute too. He's a very selfless man, he's like, look, I, 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 this is not about self-preservation. Let's just be honest, in our society right now, that's what we're really focused on is self-preservation, Right? As long as I'm not hurting the situation, as long as I'm in a good place, as long as I'm taken care of, then the rest, pardon my language, to the rest be damned. But that was not Paul's. That was not Paul's thing. He said, look, it's not about me. It's about others and it's about God. Okay? So that I might finish my course with what? Say Say this. When I finish my course with what? Joy. Sometimes we look at serving the Lord And we think, man, this is hard, this is difficult, this is burdensome. You know what? Serving the Lord for Paul, he was going to finish his course with what? Joy. 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 Okay? And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. This is why, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Now let's keep on going. Verse 25. And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Here's where it gets real, like he's saying, look, look, I've been with you, and we're going to talk, we're going to look at that, he actually talks about how many years he was with the church of Ephesus for years, and he says, look, I'm not going to be with you anymore. You're probably not going to see my face anymore. Now, did he know that for a guarantee? No, but I think he really felt like that this is what was going to happen. Now, let me say, to fast forward into history, he goes to Jerusalem, and that's where you start to see Paul in prison multiple times, Okay? All right, so, they're, 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 he, it, to, to a sense, he's kind of almost foretelling what's going to happen, but he doesn't know. But he's like, reality is, you may not see me again. And so since you're going to see my face no more, there's some things I need to tell you. There's some things I need to warn you about. There's some things that I need to bring to your attention. Because if I don't get to see you, but this very last time, I need to make sure you understand the things I'm about to say. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. Now, what's really cool about that statement is that here's how, how, how really cool this is. When he makes this statement, he's saying that the, in, in, in the region of Ephesus, there is nobody in, the, in, the, in, the, in this region of Ephesus, the city of Ephesus, that can say that, that they didn't know about the, about the gospel, that they didn't know about Jesus, that if somebody, that if somebody dies and go to hell, it's not going to be on his hands because he had shared with every single person commercial y'all ready for a commercial break okay we're gonna take a little commercial break is that our testimony from the standpoint of the places where we go in our workplaces is every single person in our workplace know about the saving grace of jesus and if they don't know it may be because we never told them does, 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 does everyone in the places we do business on a regular basis does every single one of those people ha, ha, do they know the saving grace of Jesus Christ? Have they heard our story? Have we, ta- have we walked them down the Romans road? Have we said about how Jesus has changed our life? Have we even taken the time to even pray for them or do anything for them? How many how, students, how many of y'all are glad that school got back in? I figured that was the response I was going to get. <laughs> All right, okay? I feel you. I feel you. But well, let me help you with this. If you if you go to a public school, that is a mission field. That is a mission field. And you have you you and here's the thing, the, the, if you're in a school and all that kind of stuff, none of y'all know any better. So if you go in and just like, "Hey, let me tell you about Jesus." They're like, "Okay, cool. What are we going to do tomorrow?" All right? But do all do all of your classmates do all of your classmates know about Jesus? Does everybody on your, on your, in your club or your ball team know about Jesus? And if they don't, guess whose responsibility it is to tell them? There you go. There you go. Don't get quiet on me, okay? But it just hit me all of a sudden. I, I, I'm going to pick on somebody. Don't get, mad, don't get mad at me. 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 She, I think she knows I'm about to, talk, to about, talk about her. Okay? Don't get mad at me. Uh, I talked to Shannon uh, a couple weeks ago. And Shannon, what do you do for a living? You cut hair, okay? All right, so that, you've got a pretty captive audience, right? Okay, got a captive audience. Here's the thing. You know what people do when they get their hair cut? They talk. <laughs> Shannon knows every secret of Holly Pond. I'm just letting you know. She knows every single one of your secrets because you have told her, okay? That's just the reality. But, but we had a conversation. Remember that? On a Wednesday night and all that kind of stuff. And I looked at her and said, you have all these clients that are coming to you. This is an awesome opportunity for you to talk about you. And You can talk about Jesus and how Jesus changed your life and all that kind of stuff. So we all have these different places. I'm not going to pick on you anymore. Love you, by the way. Okay, all right. But we have these opportunities, these places. I, I, I met, I met with, um, and he, I'll talk about him in the second service too. I met with Chicky for breakfast the other day. Chicky McBrer. Some of y'all know who he is, or whatever. He works at Topray. He's in the tool shed, okay, or the tool. I don't know what's called tool cabinet. I don't know. It's like something special. But every single person, if they need a tool, they have to come to him. And guess what? They don't, they don't get their tool until Chickie's good and ready to give them their tool. You know what that is? That's a mission field for him. So, and, and so just as a commercial, like we have these opportunities. If we're, When we go to work tomorrow, think about, of all my coworkers, who have I not talked about Jesus? And don't just assume, well, they go to church. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, okay? Just because somebody goes to church doesn't mean they know Jesus. Say amen. It's reality, okay? Unless you have a conversation with somebody and actually talk specifically about their story and how Jesus saved them, and or if they don't have that story, you share with them specifically about that, you have no clue. And so we have these opportunities and we need to take them, and that's what Paul is saying. I am pure from the blood of all men. That's a big, huge, that's like, that's a huge testimony for Paul that he went in Ephesus and he's like, every single person I come to, I want to make sure this whole entire city that every single person I come to, I've shared with you this in some way, shape, or form. Now, 27, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Okay, so and, and he's, so he's talking about, I didn't hold back from the standpoint of, of sharing with you the counsel of God. And this is not a pick-and-choose kind of deal, okay? The counsel of God, let me help you with this. This whole entire book is divinely inspired. Say amen. Whole entire thing, beginning to end, okay? Some people say, well, just Buchanan, ju- ju- just preach the stuff that makes you feel better. Just preach the stuff that that that's easy. You know, just preach the stuff that, that." I, I, here's my responsibility, the whole thing. I'm responsible for the whole thing, okay? And so when we talk about what we're going to talk about today, you're going to be like, Ooh, why do we have to talk about that, Buchanan? Because it's in the Word. And if it's in the Word, it's good for us. Amen. Okay? Now, here's where we here, really, like, focus in on this one. Focus in on this one. Now, I don't have an actual outline. I'm going to show you one other verse on here, all that kind of stuff. So if you were, like, wondering, like, oh, Buchanan, I want to take notes, take notes. That's great. What is God speaking to you? Write it down. All right, here we go. Take heed. Take heed, therefore. Okay, remember see the word therefore go back behind, okay, from the standpoint of what all Paul was talking about. Okay, because of all, take heed therefore unto yourselves. Okay, so when he was talking to the, church, the people at Ephesus, the elders at Ephesus, he didn't talk about everybody else. He didn't talk about when y'all get back and those people and this thing, all kinds of stuff. He said, here's the thing, first of all, I need you to take heed unto yourselves, Here's the best thing for us that we need to understand. When when the the first person we need God to work on is me. Say that with me. The first person that God needs to work on is who? Me. Me. So many times we want to point fingers at everybody else and what they're doing and what they're not doing. And if if this hadn't happened in this circumstance, in this situation, first thing, search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. So the first thing he says, like, look, the one thing before, and and we're going to get to this a little bit more, but the first thing they had to check up on was themselves. Are you in a right place? Let me help you this. Every single, if you consider yourself a, 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 I shouldn't say consider yourself, if you have any type of leadership responsibility in this church, the first person you got to make sure is right is you. You. Here, I, the first person I, that God deals with is the person I look in the mirror every single day. I, I've got these little notes. I, I, I've been putting them on there. I'm horrible about remembering things. And so I've been really wanting, wanting, want, want, wanting the, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I made a, I made a, a commitment one week. I was gonna, every morning I woke up, I was going to say, you know, empower me to witness but, with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Most mornings I forgot about it. Then, then, then the next week I was like, well, here's what I'm going to do. Every single situation I come into, I'm going to pray specifically for to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I go into situations, I get back in my car and go, I never, I never asked. So here's what I did. In my, Anthony, you saw it in my truck. Anthony, where did Anthony go? Oh, okay, great. I was going to use him. He, he was like, I got sick all of a sudden. Okay, all right. But Anthony saw it. But I've got little post-it notes, pink post-it notes. Don't make fun of me, okay? Pink post-it notes so I can easily see them. In my truck, at my on my desk, on my bathroom mirror, on my my carport door, when I walk out and it says "stop," ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, now because you know what, if I go, if I go, if I do anything from the standpoint of, of leading, going through this life as a Christian, and I don't have the Holy Spirit on my side, I'm in trouble. Say amen. But it wasn't like, I need God to fill y'all with the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing I said, fill me with the Holy Spirit. If you want to know what, understand what that means, that means basically allow the Holy Spirit to control you. All right, so it starts with us. And to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers. Some of y'all don't understand that. And, and, and from the standpoint of when I have to deal with things, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for what happens in this, at this, in this place. And I'm going to hold. I'm to be held accountable to what happens in this place. So when I have to deal with stuff, it's not because I want to be mean. It's because I'm responsible, and I take that responsibility very seriously. Now, notice this. Not only therefore under yourselves have made you overseers to feed the church of God, which He hath purchased with His own blood. So what's, as leaders, our responsibility first is to keep ourselves pure and right. And, and, and growing in our own personal relationship and our responsibilities to feed the church. Now, that doesn't mean that we only feed our church. Look, let me use an example. Continue book. If you don't get in a group, okay, here's what you're saying. I don't want to be fed. Because that's what that is. That is, I'm giving you a tool, a resource in front of you to, be, to grow in your spiritual walk. If you don't take advantage of it and then you complain to me about, I don't ever get fed anymore. I gave you an opportunity. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm saying this in love. Don't 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 get don't get all sideways on me. Which he has purchased with his own blood. Because here's the thing about the church and why it's important that we take care of the church is because it talks about in Ephesians, husbands loved your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. The reason why we're here is because of what Christ did. Say Amen. We don't we are not able to do this if Christ doesn't do what he does. And it's because of his own blood. Now, okay, take heed unto yourselves and to feed the church. Verse 29, verse 29, what's that first word? Come on, what's that first word? Four. okay, four. okay? We're about to see what's the purpose of this, okay? What's the purpose for this? Why, why, why do we need to, to, to check ourselves and to feed the church for this particular reason? For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Not sparing the flock. Also, of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Now here's why this is really getting serious, okay? And here's why, why, why Paul, and I am pulling out my smartphone, I know I used that last, the last message, and y'all got on to me because I was talking bad about smartphones, um, but uh, just had to put that out there real quick. Let me, let, me, let me define some of these things, okay? Grievous, grievous wolves, grievous wolves, the word grievous means hurtful, destructive, causing mischief. So what he's warning is that look, there will be grievous wolves, there will be hurtful, destructive, causing mischief. Let's not call them wolves, let's call them what they are people that will come into the midst of you. Okay? They'll come into the midst of you. Let's, let's make sure I get this right. Entering among you, not sparing the flock. Not sparing the flock. Here's the thing about, about sheep and wolves. When a wolf, when a wolf goes into the sheep, he ain't take it, he ain't holding back, right? He's out for blood. He smells it, okay? And he's trying to do as much carnage and damage as he can as quickly as he can, right? Okay? Like, turn on National Geographic or Discovery or whatever in the safari. The lion doesn't go up and say, hey, by the way, just real quick, I'm going to eat half of you, but I'm going to leave the rest. So, no, it doesn't do that. The lion takes him out, right? Done. Now, so not holding back. Now, that, that word perverse, that word perverse, okay? Now, now uh, unfortunately, in the society we live in, the, that word perverse has, uh, has, has meant to mean different things, um, ungodly things, okay? Speaking of perverse things, but the word perverse means turning away from truth or distorting truth, distorting truth. So, so not only are there going to be wolves from an, with, that, come, that come in, but notice where these people come from, okay? Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things. So, the, the, so the, the danger is not just from the people on the outside coming in, but the danger is from the people on the inside and what they do, distorting the truth and, and p- turning people away from truth. Now notice where he draws them away from. Draws away disciples after who? Them them let's talk about this for just a minute okay so there is danger from outsiders coming in but also from insiders i gotta say this be careful when someone has a problem in the church when someone says i have a problem in the church a problem with the church or a problem with somebody in the church see what they're more focused on are they more focused on bringing someone closer to christ or closer to them That makes sense, okay? Are they bringing someone closer to Christ, or is their problem? And what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring them closer to themselves. This is why I hate gossip. This is why I hate gossip, because here's what here and there's a lot of definitions of gossip and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, what I see gossip is talking about another person in order to make yourself look better. I'll talk about that person. Because when I'm talking about that person, in reality, I'm saying that person's bad. And in reverse, that means I must be better. Gossip is not about the other person. Let me say that one more time. Gossip is not about the other person. You know what gossip is about? It's about you. It's about you. Because if it wasn't about you, why would you even be sharing the Gossip. Are loving this? I love this. Okay, all right, Matthew seven, because Jesus talks about this specifically, talks specifically about this, and we're going to talk about this for. No, I want to keep this up here. Talk about this, okay? Beware of false prophets, okay? now don't get caught up in the word prophet, okay? Um, now, and in, in, in from this standpoint, when Matthew, Jesus, is talking about yes, there is more to be said and more to be shared and all that kind of stuff. But really, from the standpoint of reality, a prophet is just somebody who, who is proclaiming something. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in what sheep's clothing. Wolves are hard to see when they're sheep's clothing, right? They're hard to see, but inwardly they are they are a raving, ra- ravening, ravening, whatever wolves. <laughs> Okay? You shall know them by their what? Fruits. Fruits. Let's talk about this a little bit. The fruit of the spirit, you know the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, all that kind of stuff. Now that's not something like you. you have a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. If you have the spirit, you have the fruits of the spirit, that means that things that should come out of you is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, goodness, faithfulness, all that kind of stuff. So you'll know them by their fruits. It's amazing how sometimes we can talk a big game, but when we look at our actions, there's no what? Fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? He's giving examples, okay? Verse 17. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth what? Good fruit. So people that say, I'm a Christian, but they don't have the fruit. Watch out. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth what? Evil fruit. Okay? If there's somebody who is constantly causing discord and, and problems and issues and continue to speak negatively against other people, I'm sorry. If I'm just, a, just a looking at it from that, I think if I was looking at that, I look like they look more like a corrupt tree than a good tree. Let's keep going. Verse 18. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. That makes sense, Right? Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Verse 19. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down, hewn down, okay, or cut down, and cast into the fire. Cast into the fire. Wherefore, wherefore, by their what? Fruits. You shall know them. Not by what they say, but what they do. Okay, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, verse twenty two many now notice remember what we were talking about we started with false prophets, wolves in sheep's clothing, okay, talking about how you're going to know if it's a wolf or a sheep. It's not based upon what they say, it's about what they do if if, 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 if you see good fruit, that's a positive. if you see evil fruit that's a, that's bad. Many will say to me in that day, Lord Lord. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not talked a big talk? And in thy name have cast out devils. So we we we've done some things, all right? And in thy name done many wonderful works. Now again, here's the thing. You're like, wait a second. Fruits, works, it's all the same thing. But sometimes we our works are from the standpoint of where's our motivation for those works? Okay? Because <laughs> on the fruit side of it, okay here's what's really interesting on a fruit on the outside it looks really good but a fruit can be rotten to the core may look shiny and nice on the outside but what's on the inside notice verse 23 and then i will profess unto them i never knew you depart from me you that work iniquity now some of y'all didn't even know that all went together did you y'all have heard this preached before depart from me for i never knew you all that kind of stuff But you never knew it that was in reality where it was talking about saying, here's here's what he's specifically talking to is those wolves in sheep clothing. That's who he's talking to. Because here's here's what's interesting about this, is that with all this right here, okay, with all this right here, what's the interesting thing is, is that you can fake it. You can fake it in front of somebody else. You can play the Christian In front of everybody else. But in reality, if it's not real, if it's not true, if you're not truly a Christian, it doesn't matter all the great and wonderful things you did for the name of Christ. If you are not true, if you are not a sheep, but you are a wolf, at the end of your life, this is what you're going to hear. I, 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 didn't, I didn't want this to, no, I shouldn't say I didn't want it to be, but, but I, I, this wasn't the specific focus right here. But this, I'm really concerned about so many people that are keeping the whole, um, they are allowing pride to stand in the way because by golly, everybody thinks I'm a Christian. And what, what will happen if somebody figures out I'm not a Christian? Let me help you with this. If you're still playing the part, if you're still putting on the mask, If you're you're worried about what people will think of you, what will people think of me if if they find out I'm not saved? Let me help you with this. You're not saved, this is what you're going to hear. And I promise you, at the end of your life, I promise you, at the end of your life, you're not going to care what everybody else thinks. The only person's opinion you're going to care about is God's. And when God says, depart from me, I never knew you, let me help you with this, what that means is, is 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 okay? Hell, okay, forever tormented, okay, separated from God. So this whole thing of you know what I, I want I want to I want to keep up the front and all that because kind of, here's here's what I want to tell you some of the, some people preach this and go you bunch of wolves get out of here. No, if you're a wolf, get saved. Become a sheep. Like and I'm not trying to be ugly about this, but if you've been in church at any amount of time, you know that there are wolves in sheep's clothing in the church. You've seen it, okay? It's, a, it's unfortunate for me to say this. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. With the number of people we have coming here, there are probably wolves right now in the midst of us. And, and, and the, I, I, this may be wrong on, on the pastor part of it. Maybe I'm supposed to be like saying, get them out, get them out. No, I'm just saying, Get saved. Get saved. Because if you're a wolf, now, real quick on this thing, and you can, you can like it or lump it, but I got Bible for it, okay? Okay? If you're saved, you're on God's side. If you're not saved, let me help you this. You may not think you're actively doing this, and you say, you'd say probably say, but let me say, you're, if you're saved, you're on God's side. If you're not saved, you're on the devil's side. And here's the thing, some of y'all don't even know it. The devil's using you and tricking you and turning everything around, and you think, well, well, well I'm, just, I'm just, I'm not either one. No, you, it, it, it's, you, there's no middle ground here. Either you're with God or you're not. And all I'm saying is, if you're not, come over to the God side. It is awesome on this side, it is awesome on this side. I'm not so many people want to say, man, well, I'm not going to get saved because then what about all these things I'm going to give up and lose and all kinds of stuff? Let me help you with this. None of that stuff mattered. All of that stuff. And here's the thing: the, the, the pleasures of life, okay? The pleasures of life are short. Okay? The pleasures of life leave you empty and broken. Okay? Those are the things. But over here on this side, this is this is this is. Joy and peace and satisfaction and, and, and if, if that's not anything for you from the standpoint of looking at that, here's the thing on this side is heaven with God forever. And over here is hell separated from God forever. So if you're a wolf, get saved. You're a saved person and you're 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 speaking perverse things. Because it's about you and not about God. Let me help you with this. And I want to say this real quick. Because, And I know I'm in a role of the pastor. But I don't want you following me. I'm a horrible person to follow. Trust me. I, I, I'm telling, I, have to, I have to put little sticky notes everywhere for me to even be asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm a terrible person to follow. My goal is not to bring you closer to me. My goal is to bring you closer to God. And if you're bringing people closer to you, you need to check up. Okay, my responsibility is bringing closer to God, not bringing closer to me. All right, last thing, and then we'll finish up here. All right, verse 31. Now, therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Notice this, notice that. What does the word of grace do? It what? Builds us up. Not tears us down, builds us up, and to give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. He also talks about this I've coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord, how he said, This is Jesus' words, Jesus' writings. It is more blessed to what? Give, them receive. When he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. They all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke. They should see his face no more, and they accompanied him unto the ship. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand.